you have your Bibles with you, would you turn to Romans 12? We are still dealing with the motivational gifts. And we shall, we tackle one, we shall tackle another one today, and we'll just see how the Lord will, how the Lord will prosper us as we go through these. Romans chapter 12. Shall begin reading in verse 4. And it reads For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being men, many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given unto us, let us use them. If prophecy or if you are a perceiver, then let us prophesy or let us perceive in the proportion of our faith. Our ministry, our servant, let us use it in our ministering. Amen. 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 Last week we we dealt with one of the one of the motivational gifts of being a perceiver. And we tried to paint that color of God which is most dominant in some of us. Hopefully some of you saw yourselves. Hopefully you saw somebody else and now you understand better from what point of view they come from. Today we shall move on from perceiver and we shall move on to the word which is used in most King James of minister or ministering. The, 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 the word really means server. He that is given the gift of serving, let him wait on his opportunity to serve. Of all the gifts, this gift seems to be the most unspiritual, but in fact it may be the most spiritual. Let me explain. Let me explain what this gift is. This, This gift is the motivation to want to fill in the needs where you see it. And it's not so much what you do, but it's how you do it. See, this need, this, 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 this person is the person who wants to work with their hands. They, they want to do something. If, they, if we need the church painted, they'd be the first one to volunteer. Let me paint the church. Why? Because what they want to do is they see a need and they want to fulfill that need. They just want to serve somewhere. They may not be the best talkers, but in their hearts is the motivation is if you got a need, I want to do what I can do for you. To be honest with you, all of us should have a little bit of that attitude. At the heart of all gifts should be the should be the want to be used by God. Now, the way God used you may be different from the way He used me, but all of us got a gift somewhere. 
if you in the Lord Jesus Christ. See, many times we don't think that going downstairs and cooking for somebody is that spiritual. But it's the way you do it that makes it spiritual. See, if somebody asks you to do something and you do it and you got an attitude in doing it, you might as well not even do it. Amen. Amen. See, it's not what you do, but it is how you do it. See, people who have this gift got the ability of blessing you, but they make you feel like you're blessing them by letting them bless you. They, they, they come up to you and say, thank you for letting me cook you something. I, I, I wanted to come over and do it, and thank you for allowing me to. And matter of fact, the way they do it, they will come into your house when you can't clean up your house and clean it better than you clean your house. And they do it with joy. See, but why? Because, you know, you be sitting there saying, dang, they, they doing this for me, and they act like they're enjoying it. They are. Why? That's their gift. Saw a man on TV, and he was a preacher up in New York. And the guy was weeping. He said, I can't preach very good. I can't teach very good. He said, but there's one thing I can do. He said, I can drive a bus. But up there in New York, he got a bus ministry that ministers to thousands. And all he does is take his gift of helps, and he drives a bus. But while he's driving that bus, there's somebody else on that bus who tells these people about Jesus. And all they do is pick up people. And, but it's the way he drives that bus, you know? He drives a bus, and somebody else who got the gift of teaching is teaching everybody on the bus about Jesus. And thousands are being touched because this man got a gift about driving up. What's the way you drive that bus? You see, they say in a company that the first person you meet, that's going to be the impression you have about that company. You go up there, and, the, and if that secretary is snobby, got a bad attitude, you think the whole company is snobby, got a bad attitude. You go to a store, first time in that store, and that cashier is nasty to you. Sure, I can spend my money some other place. Don't have to come here. So I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. But it's how you keep the door. Ushers, if there's one gift you need, you need the gift of serving. See, it's not how you walk them to the seat. No, it's not that you walk them to the seat. It's how you walk them to the seat. So you can make a person feel good by the way you talk to them while you're walking them to the seat. Missionaries, what you need is a gift of helps. So when you go to other people's house to minister to them, you need to do it in a way that they see Jesus in you. Mary and Martha, I want you to see something. Luke chapter 10. Gospel according to Luke chapter 10. And you can look through the Bible and see these gifts and manifestation and say, oh, so that's why they're like that. And it reads, now it happened as they went that they entered into a village. And a certain woman named Martha 
welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister named Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted about many things. Well, what's going on? Martha was a server. She had company. First, she invited them into their house, and she wanted to make sure that she had the biggest, goodest-tasting, best-looking meal around. I mean, it wasn't good enough to have turkey sandwich. She got roast beef and ham and homemade rolls and green beans and, and greens and cornbread. And, well, let me quit. Why? Because when a person has this gift, they not only want to do a good job, they want to do above excellent. She was motivated to do this. Now, the problem with those that have this gift, that sometimes you get so busy serving, you're not spending time with God. You are motivated to serve, and sometimes you get so busy and you so wore out. When it comes to getting the word, you don't have time to get it anymore. And sometimes you expect everyone to do it like you do it, and everybody's not like you. Mary, Martha, Martha, you're worried about many things, but only one is necessary. What's going on here? It is that motivational gift that she has, but it's out of balance. You see, you only go where God sends you, and you only do what God tells you to do. Some of you, you can't say no to nobody. Somebody asking, and it's good what you're doing, but sometimes God don't want you there. He wants you over here. Sometimes God don't want you cleaning this person's house. He wants you over here doing something else for somebody who really needs you. The motivation is good. Your heart is good. But you got to make sure that you're doing what God wants you to do, when he wants you to do it, and where he wants you to do it. That's not just for server, that's for all of us. That's for all of us. You are gifted with your hands of doing things. And for all of your life, you didn't think that you had anything to offer. That's what you got to offer to God. But you know what? That's good enough. You don't have to be the best talker in the world. You don't have to be the best leader. Most of the time, people who have this gift are not leaders, but they want to be in the background families downstairs and they just lost the loved one and, you, and, and, and they need to be served. That's the person who don't mind going back and fixing their plate and taking it to them. That's the person that don't mind taking the juice and pouring it. And they get joy by doing it. We need people like that. We need that gift to be manifest in the church. We need that gift to do the things that nobody else wants to do. See, sometimes somebody got to do the dirty work. Amen? Without the pats on the back. Well, well, who, well you know, some of us, we want the title. We want the name. You know, want to be out front, you know. If we don't get seen, nobody's going to get seen. And most of the time, it's not the leaders who do it. It's the people in the background who's keeping it together. We got it all wrong. 
Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. And all of us need to work on our servant attitude. Not because we're somebody, because he is somebody. And if serving you is going to make you see him, then all will be happy about. Serving you. Let's go on. 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 What other scripture I want to take you to? Turn to Acts chapter 9. I want you to see this gift and live in color. Verse 36, Acts chapter 9, verse 36, and it reads, At Jaffa there was a certain disciple named Tabitha, which translated is darkest. This woman was full of good works. <laughs> Notice that. She not only had the gift of servanthood, she had the gift of giving too because she gave alms. She, she gave to the poor. Let's read on. But it happened that in those days she became sick and died. And when they washed her, they laid her in the upper room. And since Lydia was near Joppa, the disciples heard that Peter was there, and they sent two men to him, imploring him not to delay in coming to them. Then Peter arose and went with them, and when he came, they brought him to the upper room, and all the widows, mark that, all the widows stood by him weeping, showing the coats and garments that Darkus had made while she was with them. What did this, I want you to see it through this woman's eye. This woman apparently was pretty well off. And what she saw was widows that at that time, they didn't have social security. They didn't have a benefit plan. And these widows were in need of clothing. They were in need of coats for when it got cold. And she took her time and made them what they needed. She could have bought it. But instead of buying it, she wanted the personal touch because she couldn't, you couldn't buy in the store the way she was going to make it. And she blessed them by serving them, by seeing the need that they had, and she stepped in the gap to fill that need. See, some of us, we, we don't even see the needs. We walk right by, and there's a need right before us, but a person with a servant gift, they can see a need a mile away. And today, what I want to say to you today, some of you that see it, I release you in the name of Jesus to go forth and serve. Why? Because this is your spiritual gift. You don't have to talk like me. You, you don't have to speak like somebody else. You don't have to pray like, like sister whoever. Do what you do, but do it for the Lord. If the only thing you can do is put some paint on a wall, paint it in the name of Jesus. If the only thing you can do is cook some eggs for somebody that's hungry, go in your kitchen and in the name of Jesus, pray over that skillet, put that oil in that pan, turn on the fire and crack those eggs and 
in the way you do it. And if you do it in the name of Jesus, wrap them up in a plate and take them to their house. There was a time. There was a time in our community nobody went hungry because there was somebody somewhere in some kitchen cooking something and anybody that was hungry could come through that door and eat. What was that? That was help. I mean, yeah, that was the way it used to be. Why You had those little old ladies didn't know much, didn't have much education, but they could cook. And all day long, all night long, they'd be in that kitchen cooking. And everybody knew if you're hungry, go to Sister So-and-So's house. She always got something on the stove. Didn't have much clothes, but they was clean. Didn't have a washing machine, but down there in a wash basin, rubbing the dirt out of those clothes. And if you couldn't do it, they get your clothes. They take all day long, but, but when you put on those clothes, those clothes was clean. Didn't have bleach. But that's okay. They scrubbed the dirt out. We need to get back. We need to go back to see people's needs and get in there and fill the gap. See, 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 God take your little bit and multiply your little bit and it becomes a whole lot. And then when you feel that guy, somebody say, it must be Jesus. There's something about the way you wash my clothes. What, what is it about you? Oh, I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Then you can talk about your testimony of when Jesus came into your life. See, they're listening now. Why? Because you stepped in and feel that the need. We're trying to be like everybody else. God did not make us cookie-pressed Christians. See, just because you can't sing don't mean God can't use you. Just because you can't dance in the spirit don't mean God can't use you. Just because you can't teach doesn't mean God can't use you. Can you paint? Can you cook? Can you sew? Can you wash? Can you dig? Can you drive? Whatever it is. If you see the needs, see, 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 some of us need to, need to open up your eyes and start looking. Because if you look long enough, you're going to see something. Sister so-and-so need the alarm more fixed. Let me see what I can do. She hasn't asked me, but I'm going to go over there anyway and fix the alarm more. So-and-so, they, they, their car is, 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 is beating off tune. I know it needs a tune-up. Well, can you tune it up? Yeah, I can tune it up. Why don't you just go over and knock on the door? Because perhaps she don't have the money to get her car tuned up. You know she got seven kids all by herself. You know she's grazing her grandchildren. Why don't you? We got to get back. See, we're getting to the place that we're minding our own business. But you know, it took somebody in your childhood to reach out to you, to get you where you at. If they would have mind their own business, you wouldn't be where you're at today. Somebody saw your need and they reached out and pulled you in. Why? Because they wasn't afraid. 
Say, well, Reverend, they may cuss me out. Yeah, go to the next one. They missed the blessing. See, God was going to bless them through you, but since they didn't want it, walked on anyhow. He said, shake the dust off your feet. They shut the door in your face. I just came over to see if there's anything you need. Boom. Lord, bless them anyhow. Lord, bless them anyhow. They just missed their blessing. They don't know that when they let you in, they was letting Jesus in. And God would have blessed them through you. I mean, Exodus chapter 17. Beginning in verse 11. Exodus chapter 17. Beginning in verse 11. And so it was when Moses held up his hands that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his hands, the Amorites prevailed. I want you to see what's happening. Israel was in a battle and Moses had been told to go up on the mountain. And Moses was told that when he hold up his hands, that God would give the nation of Israel strength. Man, the problem is this. The problem is this. You can't hold your hands up this long for a long time. After a while, your arms get tired, and no matter how much you try, your hands are going to come down. And every time his hands begin to come down, the Amorites began to prevail, and Israel started to lose. You got a problem. See, many of us are trying to do everything all by ourselves. Don't you know you get wore out and tired? Can't hold it up by yourself. My Bible tells me that Aaron and her got a rock, and they rolled it up under Moses, and and then they stood on either side of him. And as he was trying to hold up his hands, they, they supported his hands. What, what God is trying to tell us is that we're a support group. Amen. We support one another. See, when somebody gets to the place that they can't do it on their own anymore, there ought to be somebody to come along the side of us and don't worry about it, brother. I, I got your back and I'm going to hold up your hands. See, 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 some of us are, are, are to the place that we know that we're about ready to cash it in. We're not making it in a, your chiffon dress, in your three-piece suit. But on the inside, you're about ready to fall apart, and, and you won't let nobody know that you need some help. I want you to know that all of us need help sometimes. Amen. There's nobody that can make it on their own. If Jesus don't help you, you won't be helped. And sometimes Jesus want to use a brother to come along the side of you, grab your hold and say, brother, I'm walking with you. I can't do much, but I'll stand here. I'll stand here until you say, don't stand no more. We got to get back. Matter of fact, let's take this back up to the New Testament. 
the preachers, the apostles are preaching. Accent. But there's murmuring among the crowd because the Grecian widows are not being fed the same amount as a Jewish woman. And people are talking. And the apostles are finding out that they can't do the practical work and minister the word of God and pray at the same time. See, they got so busy and now when they try to preach, the anointing don't come because they haven't been spending time with the Lord. They haven't been praying enough. They haven't been reading. And they said, we got to do something about this. What you going to do? Pick you out, man, full of the Holy Ghost. Pick you out, man, of good report. Pick you out, man, that would be able to do this work. Deacons, if you really want to know what your job is, your job is to serve. The word deacon actually means servant. Not so much. Not so much rulers. Not so much heads, but servant. But the funny thing is this. See, if you serve well, people begin to see you as a leader. See, if you do for others, what happens is people want to be around you. People begin to see God in you because you see the need in you. Fill the gap. I want to know, are you filling the gap today? I want to know, are you a servant of the Lord? I want to know. See, Sunday morning Christianity, time is out. Amen. God is looking for those who are real. He's looking for those that, that want to do something for him. You may not even know what to do, but wait on the Lord. He'll make sure. He'll show you what to do. Then, then, there is the specialized helps. There is the specialized help. What time is it? We got time. I'll talk about it a little bit. I'll talk about it a little bit. What is the specialized helps? Specialized helps ministry is when God anoints a talent. See, a talent is different than a gift. A talent is your natural ability that you was born with. You don't need the Holy Ghost to help you do it. See, some of us are natural singers. You was born with that voice. And even if you didn't know God, you'd still be able to sing. Why? Because it's a natural gift. See, there's some people who can just sit down on the piano and learn to play quickly. Doesn't take much study, and they just got the knack. They, they got the talent. Some of us can take lessons until we die and never learn to play. Just don't got it. Okay. Amen. Amen. That's true about singing, too. Some of us can't hold a note. And I might as well raise my hand. But that's okay. God said make a joyful noise. And I'm so glad I can make a noise. May not sound good, but the Lord knows what I mean by it. He said, I love that noise Tracy makes. Amen. You may not like it, but God gets joy out of my noise. Amen. Amen. Because you may have a good voice, but you don't mean nothing when you say it. And God's not listening anyway. Specialized talent. 
Well, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna go through all of them, okay? I'm not gonna, but in, but let me give you a couple nitbits. Exodus 35, don't turn there because I'm not gonna use that one. Amen, but I want you to look at that. When they was building, when God gave Moses the design to the temple and the mercy seat, he came upon workers who had the ability to crash gold. And the anointing, the talent was there, but God anointed the talent, and they became better. And God gave them wisdom and cunning on how to work that gold to precise measurement that God called them to work. See, you may be able to draw, but you ought to give that to the Lord and say, Lord, I'll give it back to you. You got my hand. What is it you want me to draw? And God gets in that finger. Then the next thing you know, you're drawing like you never drew before. Why? Because now the Holy Ghost got a, got a hold of you. And now the Holy Ghost is showing you how to draw like you never drew before. Why? Because you gave it back to God and you're drawing something for his glory. And the next thing you know, you drew like you never drew before. Why? Because the Holy Ghost anointed that talent. Now you're glorifying God by the way you draw. All quiet. I want you to see something. Elijah was a prophet. And Josephus came to him and said, what is the Lord saying to you? Elijah was a sure enough prophet, but at that time, the spirit wasn't on him to prophesy. And he said, you other two kings, I have no respect for you. But Josephus, I have respect for you. He said, therefore, send me a minstrel. Send me somebody that can play. Give me somebody who has the talent. Give me somebody that will play to the Lord. And what happened is that mistral start playing. And, and, and Elisha started. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's feeling good now. Yeah. And on the inside, he started worshiping. Something started stirring up on the inside. Something started getting good on the inside. They, they probably were saying, Glory. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Elijah got in tune with that and said, yeah, uh-huh, I agree with that. Then the spirit of the Lord, while he was playing, came upon Elisha, and he begins to prophesy. See, let me tell you something. Lametta, your job is not just to play the piano. Your job is to lead us in worship. Choir, your job is not just to sing and look good. Your job is to lead us in worship. See, you take what you got. You give it back to God. You tell God, Lord, use me. Lord, I, I want you to use me. And what happens is, is that you get caught up. It's not about the people sitting out there. It's, it's not about the person sitting next to you. It's about Jesus. See, you get to the place where, where you start playing. You don't see nobody else. All you know is that he's been good to you. The next thing you know, you get lost in the singing and you're worshiping. But what happens when you worship? What happens when the Holy Spirit comes upon you? It lifts us up. See, when we see what God is doing through you, something begins to steer on the inside. When, when you begin to worship, it's going to make us worship. Some people came in here with a bad attitude. They don't feel like worshiping. Some people came in here burdened down. They can't get into it. Some people came in here and the world of problems is behind them. So what you do is you begin to worship. Don't talk. 
don't pass notes, don't act like you're, but you get excited about the Lord, and we that are here see your excitement, and we begin to say, oh, Lord, and Lord, and now, it's starting to feel good. I did not come here feeling like worshiping, but they sang me happy. They played me happy. Donnie beat me happy. Gary thumped me happy. What you call it? Sacks me happy. Specialized anointing that when we come into the presence of God, no matter how we started off, we end up the same place. He is worthy of the praise. He is worthy of the praise. I'm so glad that God see my knees. I'm so glad that he knows exactly what's going on and he meets me right where I'm at and takes me where I need to be. Thank God that he gives the anointing or ordinary talent and take that anointing and take it higher every day. You sing. You ought to sing it to the Lord. It's not about nobody else. It's about him. See, nobody saved you. Nobody else died for you. Nobody else can make you. Nobody else can do for you what Jesus can do. So you ought to sing. If nobody else go, you ought to go. But then, but then, but then, it's not good enough for us just to sit here and be entertained. It's not good enough for us to see them worship and act like nothing is going on. If God been good to you, if God woke you up this morning, if God put clothes on your back, if God made a way out of nowhere for you, you ought to declare his name. You ought to join in the song. You ought to clap sometimes. You ought to weave sometimes. You ought to raise your hands sometimes. You don't have to do it like nobody else. Do it the way you do it, but do it. You're not sitting down on me. You're not sitting down on the choir. You're sitting down on God. How dare we? He's been too good. Jesus, as the servant, they sitting at the table. And they know their feet are dirty. They know their feet is dirty. They've been, they've been walking on the horse mess. They've been walking on sheep mess. They've been walking on cow mess. And they know just like we wash our hands, they wash their feet. But nobody want to take the role of the servant. So they all sitting there yeah. with their nose turned up, yeah. with their attitudes on, yeah. saying, not me. not me. I'm as good as anybody else in here. Right. Not me. I'm not going to wash my brother's feet. Not me. 
don't that sound like God? Not me. I'm not going to pick up that piece of paper. Not me. I'm not going to go down there and do that. Not me. Jesus. Push back from the table. Take off his outer garments. Go over to the water basin. And with joy, fills it up with water. He don't do it with attitude. Well, yes, he does do it with attitude. But he does it with a good attitude. He does it with a joyful attitude. And he said, if nobody else does it, I'm going to do it. Because I don't mind washing my brother's feet. Then he goes up to him. And he begins to You're too high to stoop down too low. Jesus said, you don't understand. If I can't wash your feet, you can't have no part in me. He said, Lord, not just my feet, but wash me all over. Oh, someone's going to say, wash me all over. Lord, I need to be washed, not just my feet. Wash me from my head to my toe. I need to be right on the inside. I, I need to be washed. Till I come out as white as snow. Well, Jesus washed him. Then he sat back down. He said, that which I have done to you, go and do to others. You call me Lord, but I didn't come to be served. I, I came to serve you. I want you to know that Jesus is in the serving business. I want you to know that Jesus sees your need and he will step in. What I love about the Lord, that in Hebrews 4, it, it says, it says, it says, he is our high priest. We have not a high priest that cannot be touched with the infirmities of our weakness. But he tempted like us all, but without sin. Therefore, let us come boldly. I can come boldly onto the Lord. I don't know about you, but, but I don't even have to knock. I, I'm a child of the king. I can come in the door and say, Father, I need you. He may be in a meeting with the angels, but I can come in. The angel move out my way. He's my father. Amen. And I see the angels can't call him father because Jesus didn't die for them. He died for you and me. Therefore, I got access unto the holy of the holies. And I can come in and say, Lord, you know my need. Lord, you know my situation. Lord. You know what I'm going through. And the servant in Jesus steps out and says, I'm going to feel your need. Why? Because I love you. I'm so glad that when I got a need, I can run to Jesus and he meets me right where I'm at. But he picks me up. He cleans me up. He washes me up. He fixes me up. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I know him for myself. I'm so glad. I know how to go to him. See, you may not have the answer, but I know someone who got the answer. I know someone that can fix you. I know someone that can make you right on the inside. What's his name? It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. 
knows exactly what you need. He can't help himself. It's his character. It's his nature. And when he sees that need, Jesus steps right in. And some of us, he's even knocking for a long time. He knows you need him. And you know he's been knocking at the door of your heart. But you won't let him in. You think that you can fix it yourself. I came to tell you today, you can't fix yourself. You can't do it by yourself. You need Jesus to come in and take you up higher. You need him to make the difference in your life. As many times as you try, you quit one thing, but you start something else. You, you put it away, and a year later, it comes back. Why? Because you need to be set free. I know the one that is able to set you free. How I know he's able? Because I know what he's done for me. I know that he can d- deliver you. Word already said it's good to be free. It's good to be free. Not bound anymore by anything. But Jesus will give you the power to be free in him. Jesus wants you to serve him. But first of all, he wants to serve you. Because you can't serve him until he sets you free. I don't know where you're at. But the Lord knows where you're at today. And it really doesn't matter what you say you got going for yourself. You can have house after house after house. You can have a pocket full of money. You can have a big name. You can have fame. But the truth of the matter is if you don't have Jesus, you don't have life. I have discovered that nothing can do me like Jesus. Somehow, somehow, when, when, when nothing is going right, he makes you feel good on the inside. See, the key of the matter is, is not what you got, but do you know how to get what you need? And if you got Jesus, you got what you need. But if you don't have Jesus, you're still searching. Well, I have the answer. The answer is Jesus. I have discovered that my joy is in Jesus. My peace is in Jesus. My wholeness is in Jesus. My satisfaction is in Jesus. That life is in Jesus. And I'm so glad not only do I have him, but he has me. And if you can't say that today, you need to step out from where you're at and come and meet Jesus Christ. See, it's not about church membership, but it's about being in the family of Jesus Christ. It's being washed in the blood. He died for you. Because he saw that you had a need. And you need to step out by faith. By faith. 
You need to step out from where you're at and come and receive Jesus. See, you may not, nobody may be able to see that you need him, but God sees that you need him. And right now, he's knocking. I hear to come in. Time is time out for playing games. 